I know. You could feel the anointing increase when Walker walked into the room, you know? Yeah. Imagine what I feel on the golf course. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> the green guy. Behave. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um I feel like uh I feel like I got a picture during worship, so I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a risk tonight. I don't usually do this unless I feel pretty strongly about it. Especially in this circle. You guys scare me sometimes. Yeah. You guys just some some of you guys like No. No, no, no. But I feel like I got a picture of a clue board. Ever has everybody played Clue? Yes. Have you seen it? Yeah, the board game. And um I feel does anybody else get frustrated when they're like having to get into the next room? It's just like I keep on freaking rolling twos. <laughs> right? Keep on rolling twos and I can only walk that amount of space, right? Yes. And uh I feel like uh I feel like the Lord is speaking to someone. I don't know who it is. Um, I feel like the Lord is speaking to someone that, yeah, enjoy the process. Enjoy the process that you're in instead of racing to where you're destined and where you're purposed. Enjoy the process of being in the hallways of life, getting to your next destinies and purposings. Um, I hope that's for somebody. If it's, if it is great, if it's not like if I took a risk. Okay. That makes sense. Um, but I want to kick off a message. How do I want to start this? I want to kick off a, a almost like a four-part message called But First. But First. Not B-U-T-T. Come on, guys. B-U-T. First. Dot, dot, dot. Okay? And I feel like, especially in your guys' age, my age, we have a lot of things that I, I want to get all of these things in order first, and then I will. Right? Like, oh, well, Lex, I have this to take care of before I can. And I want to challenge through these next four, maybe five weeks, um, through these next couple weeks of how we actually define surrender and what that actually means and what that looks like tomorrow. Okay, does that sound fun? Yes. It doesn't. I guess just don't come. Uh, but I'd like to see you here, but that's all right. Um, okay, so it's called But First. And I feel like surrender is kind of like this underlying theme in all of Scripture, is this concept of surrender. It's a topic that's always made me, frankly, feel uneasy, just because... Um, how do I say this? I like being in control and I like winning and I like knowing my destiny, right? And surrender puts all of that stuff on its heels, right? So it's always made me feel uneasy and especially, especially now as a, as a husband, as a breadwinner, as a father, as a this or that and the other, it's like, 
my level of surrender, I feel like if I were to put it on a graph, when I was 18, 19, 20, I was like, whatever, I could do anything, right? But now I'm 30, and I'm ancient, and I feel ancient, and like I woke up this morning just like, damn, my knee hurts. Like, I didn't even do anything to my knee, you know? And it rips. It freaking rips. Life rips sometimes, you know? <laughs> but when, like, a pastor would come up on stage and, like, talk about surrender, you know, it was always, it always felt like, ah, I feel small. You know, like, oh, cool, Mr. Pastor Boy, figure you've got it all figured out. No. Like, I, I want to... I want to present this in a way of saying, I want to surrender, not that I have to surrender. Because I think oftentimes we feel like, oh, well, this I know because the Bible tells me so, and it feels very condemning. And I think that's just the lens you're reading it through. And I feel like we need to want to do it so that we can fully step into that. So we can fully step into what the Lord has to offer, right? Surrender is a scary thing. I get it. And I'm not going to pretend like it's not, but I am going to raise the bar and add different language, hopefully, to what we already think of surrender. Um, I, I, when I hear surrender, like, I, I feel like, oh, well, someone wants to control me, right? God wants to use me as a puppet. It's like, man, that sounds really cool in one one camp but then in the other it's like oh man that sounds awful is anybody with me like that sounds like oh man i can't play golf anymore you know <laughs> like i just have to go evangelize all the time or preach all the time or i have to just be worshiping 100% of the time and i can't do anything else but that i don't think and I'll be careful the way I say it, but I don't think that's what he is inviting us into with a, with, a, with a surrender. I think it's a, again, not a, I have to do this, but it's a way I get to live my life. It's a way that I get to do unto the Lord. Yes? Um, and lastly, I think surrender, when I hear surrender, sometimes it just creep me out. Just flat out, just creep me out. Um, but... This first kind of part is titled "Whatever It Takes." What was that? Is Noah trying to get in the building? Yes. Nikki's on it. Ooh. I surrender. Thanks, Nikki. Okay. Uh, let me pray for us, and then we'll we'll get in. Yeah? Yes. Just because we're just getting distracted after distraction. That's good, but it's not okay. Lord, help us. Lord, help me. Lord, give me language to what you want to present to your people tonight. And Lord, I pray as we read your word that it would jump off the page and land into our hearts, and that we would never be the same because of it. Holy Spirit, I pray that you administer to every single mind, every single heart. 
and that you would touch your people for what you have in store for them. Go beyond my words. In Jesus' name, amen. So, like I said, this is titled, Whatever It Takes. And um, think of your most prized possession. Okay? I'm going to put it in three categories. First category is your, your future. What's your most prized possession for the future? Think of that. Put that on your brain. If you're taking notes, write it down. Say, future, my 401k or my... <laughs> Whatever that means. My social security check that I probably won't get. (laughs) Sorry, that was dark. My future husband. Dear future husband. Na, 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 na. (laughs) Whatever it might be, yes? Whatever that prized possession, a house, a car, retirement plan, family, kids, jet skis, whatever it might be. Jet skis? I've never rode one. Okay, second category is the present. What's your prized possession right now? right now a car your bank account your guitars your motorcycle the present your family your friends whoever think of that think of that write it down good i give you enough time And then last one, your childhood. What was your prized possession in your childhood? Anybody have a favorite toy or, you know, what you thought you're just the most important thing in your life was back then? What? Never heard of it. That sounds very cool, though. Mine was a Tonka truck, so (laughs) couldn't move a ball around. Well, yeah, I could. I put it in the back of the Tonka truck. Yeah, mine was a Dreamcast. Does anybody know what a Dreamcast is? Sega. Sega, yeah. This is my 90s kids. The 90s? What were those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, everybody write it down. Got your three categories? Anybody want to share? Come on, let's have some fun. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Zcash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many kids? <laughs> Come on, how many? <laughs> Don't even lie. Okay, yeah. Madison wanted five. Now we're like, mm, maybe we're okay with one. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Miller's great. Keep going. Cool. Cool. Oh, that's sweet. Mine was a toy. (laughs) Might be something in there. (laughs) We won't talk about that. All right. What else? Anybody else want to share? (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, (laughs) Who else wants to share? Walker, you got something? No, no. Who's it? Come on. CNN? CNN? Best one. Mm, yikes. All right. So, for my future, <laughs> touring in the world with my own band. Future, okay. Cool. All right. Present, my guitar. That one? Nope. I have a black 
black electric. Okay. It's awesome. Flying V. It's a it's a Mexican strap. It's a HSS. Maple neck. Okay, well, yeah, we don't have all night. Yeah, yeah, just tell me different all things. Right. My childhood was my WWE John Cena action. <laughs> yeah, Doc. There it is. Can't see him, though. You never knew where that was. You never knew where it was. Okay, one more. Who wants to do it? Um, belly. <laughs> It was either that or cutie. <laughs> go, go. Get me out of this situation. Isn't that what you have? No, I don't want to be a doctor. Oh. It's like, you already did that. Yeah, all right. Ah. Uh. Your clone? Was it your si Wow, I don't even know who that is. Hmm, sketchy. Okay, so now here's the big question. Surrender means that I have to give stuff up, right? That my flesh loves. Yes? This is where it gets crappy. But just let me be honest, right? There are dreams that I had to hang up, okay? What if God asked you to burn all of it up, leave it behind to gain a deeper level of connection with him today? Right? That's the spirit of surrender, yes? Is I have to give something up to gain him. Yes? Am I alone on this? I know it sucks. He's like, ah, oh, yes, amen. What have he asked you? Would you be okay with it? Would you be okay, right? If I don't give, like Miller, like my son, Miller, if I, Miller wakes up every single morning going like this, at you, at you, at you, bless you, bless you, bless you, okay? Every single morning. And then once I get him out of the crib, then he's like, banana, 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 banana. Right? Guess what? We didn't have a banana this morning. We were out. So what happened? He had a huge meltdown. Right? You've all been in Target where there's been a huge meltdown that's been taking place. Yes? Or in a grocery store. Or you're that kid. Right? <laughs> Still. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> right? Or, like, you've all seen it. It's because, oh, I didn't get the thing I wanted. Which is, again, yes? It's a spirit of surrender in a sense yes okay so a child right right now your thing that you have right now you'd be an absolute shock if somebody took it away from you right like oh my house i just got it i just got it painted yesterday you know i just I just finished the bathroom all of these different things and now you want me to sell it so then what you know it's this deeper deeper spirit of surrender yes You'd be in shock. You'd be like, oh, man, I don't know about this God thing. Right? In your future, be like, I worked my entire life for this, and it's gone. Right? Think of going to school for however many years you went to school, and then gone. 
right? Would we be okay with these things? Would you be okay with giving up a future family so that you could serve the Lord more? Would you be okay with giving away your favorite guitar so that you could serve the Lord more? Would you be okay? Fill in the blank. It's a big question we have to ask ourselves. And again, I'm not bringing this up as condemning. I'm, I am literally just inviting you into a reality. Okay? He gives and he takes away for our own edification. Yes? I know you prosperity people don't like to hear that. It's okay. You'll get through it. But hey, he gives, yes, and that's listed first because of a reason, yes, and he also takes away. It's a real currency of the kingdom. And in this passage, I want to look at a, a man who said, whatever it takes, I will serve you, Lord. Whatever it takes, I will serve you, Lord. And every time I read and meditate on this story, my mind kind of gets blown more and more and more. And I hope the same happens to you. So if you would, turn to Genesis 22. And when you're there, say golf. Nope, said golf. Genesis 22. Genesis 22. Oh, wow, the anointing. You feel the anointing? Okay, everybody there? If you're not, it's the first book of the Bible. Okay. Verse 1, after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Okay. Did you hear it? Yes. Are you with me? Yes. After these things, God tested Abraham and he said, Abraham. And Abraham responded, here I am. So. We see that God is testing Abraham, yes? Not to trip him up or to watch him fail. Okay, God is not a punishing God. He's not your worst enemy. No, that might be news to you, some of you guys. He's on your side and there's a reason why he tests and why he does what he does, yes? And again, it's not to trip him up or watch him fail, but it's a, to deepen his character. Who likes their character being deepened? Hello? Anybody? And you're like, well, I guess I should, right? Yeah. Sometimes it hurts, and that's okay. It's good for you, all right? Just like broccoli. Sometimes it sucks, but it's good for you. Just put more butter on it. God refines us in difficult circumstances, yes? When we are tested, we can either complain or see what God is doing to deepen my capacity for him, yes? How many complainers are in the room? All gotcha. See, it sucks, right? Don't be a complainer. See what the Lord is doing. Yes? yes? See what the Lord is doing. He's either weeding out some weeds or he's bringing out the best thing in you. Yes? And that should excite us. When things come up against us, it should be like, this is an opportunity for me to be refined. Yes? Just like Jesus spoke of, it's, hey, build your Build your house on pure and precious materials, not the sticks and or sticks and sand and stuff like that, right? What he's doing when he brings you through things, he's saying, hey, I'm going to burn up the ugly stuff, right? He's the one who's pruning the ugly stuff so that you can be better, so you can be healthier as a tree. Yeah? Okay? That would be super weird if nobody knew what Christianity was and I'm talking about being a tree. Um, 
I'm always careful of that. Sometimes, you know, just, yeah. But what I want to highlight is how quick Abraham responds. Abraham, here I am. Yeah? Abraham, here I am. It's fast. It's quick. How many times does the Lord have to yell your name before we respond? How many times? It's a simple but powerful statement. Let me keep on reading. I'm going to go to verse 4 now, okay? I'm going to read it again, verse 1. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and Abraham responded, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled up his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut wood for the burnt offering and arose, went to the place in which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place that he was to go in afar. Okay? So God's telling Abraham, hey, go kill your son. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge shock. Yes? yes? Not only was Abraham waiting for this boy, now he's here. Hey, go, go, go get rid of him. Right? You guys are, you guys are way too Christian to be responding this way. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you guys are like, oh, yeah, of course. That's just normal. Get your religion off of you guys. You, you suck sometimes, man. Get all of that crap off of you. God just told a man to go kill his son. Oh, it's still normal. What in the hell is that? Because if that happened to you, you'd be like, oh, that's the devil. Right? That's not God. Right? You would have to be a lunatic to think that that was God. But guess what it was? That's shocking to me. That is literally mind-blowing to me. Obviously, we know the end of the story because we're way too Christian, right? But think of it on paper. For the first time you're ever reading this, maybe, right? Think of it that way. It's like, oh, he's been waiting how long for this boy? Right? Me and Madison waited seven months for Miller, right? We had a hard time. It's not like we weren't having sex. We, were, we just waited a long time because <laughs> we couldn't get pregnant. I know. Now, was that cringy? <laughs> Stop. Come on. Like, it's my wife. We have sex. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So we waited a long time. And it's crazy. Like, if the Lord said, I want you to get rid of Miller, I'd be like, dude, I got to walk away from you. And you guys don't understand that because you don't have a boy. <laughs> you don't have a little kid. I, would, I, I love him so much. I love him so deeply. Like I'd do anything for him, right? Especially since we waited a long time as well, right? Are you getting what I'm talking about? But the shocking thing Abraham does is says, okay, let's load up. Roll out, right? Let's go. 
I'm going to get my donkey. I'm going to get my two, my two servants, and I'm going to take my son. I'm going to get enough wood to, to kill him. And we're going to go to a mountain, and I'm going to go kill my son. <laughs> Again, what? What? Think of, again, your most prized possession. Maybe it's your dog, <laughs> right? I, could you imagine even your dog? You know, it's a freaking dog. But imagine your dog. It's just like, hey, kill it. No, dude. <laughs> no way. Are you hearing me? Yes. So he wakes up early. Right? He didn't procrastinate. He woke up early, it says. He didn't wait until the evening. He woke up early and said, all right, let's go. And again, this little background on Isaac. Abraham only had one son named Isaac. And Abraham waited a long time. So killing Isaac was a big deal. So let's talk a little bit about Abraham's obedience. He traveled 50 miles to Mount Moriah near Jerusalem. 50 miles. 50 miles is a long car ride, let alone a long walk. Think about <laughs> Abraham's mental state. As he's walking with his son to go on a quote-unquote camping trip. Because we don't know. <laughs> we don't know if Isaac knew. Okay? We don't. So it's like father-son time. Are you hearing me? <laughs> father-son time. Let's go, guys. We're going to go. For 50 miles, Abraham's talking to his son. They're enjoying each other's presence. Meanwhile, on the back of his brain, oh my gosh, what is going on in that head? Right? I hope you've never thought of it this way. Guys, sometimes obeying God is difficult. Sometimes it's not just like, oh, you're just going to bless me tomorrow? Of course I'll follow you. But how many of you know that the blessing is on the other side of your obedience? Are you hearing me? Yes. Your blessing is on the other side of your obedience. All it takes is a yes. And it might suck for a second, right? Think of Jesus' obedience. <laughs> it sucked. But guess what? There was a blessing that Jesus got to, got to give to all of us, and you get it, yes? Think of it. Not all of Christianity is butterflies and roses. And that's okay. It's actually kind of cool that we get to be a part of that, right? Because again, there's a deepening of character that's taking place in me every single time I'm confronted with something. Yes? Yeah, sure. Vague, yeah, I like it. And again, it may be giving something up that you really hold on tightly to. Yes? Okay, so we know, kind of, we know what's kind of going on. They're hiking 50 miles to get to this mountain. Who knows how tall the mountain is, right? Could be some sucky, <laughs> sucky terrain, all of this kind of stuff. Meanwhile, Abraham is thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to sacrifice my son. I've got to sacrifice my son. Holy crap. Holy crap. Holy crap. Think of what his nightlife looked like. Just weeping. I'd just be weeping, dude. Right? It would just be awful, awful, awful. Okay? So let's keep on reading. 
verses 4 through 8. So on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. And I and the boy will go over there and worship and come to you again. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he, and he took in the hand the fire and the knife so that, uh, sorry. So they both went, why am I struggling with that? Let me try again. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they, so they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the, burnt, where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Right? I see, the, I see the wood. I see the fire. But where's the lamb? Where's the lamb, Dad? What's going on, Dad? Where's the lamb? I thought we were going to sacrifice something. Where's the animal? Are you seeing what's going on right now? Which, again, leads me to believe Isaac has no idea. They were just on a father-son time. He had no idea. So Abraham tells the workers to, to stay back, and him and Isaac continue alone. And Abraham gave the wood to Isaac to carry up to the mountain, and Abraham carried the fire and the knife, right? And in verse 7, again, it says, the son starts getting confused and says, where is the lamb? And then uh, Abraham answers in verse 8, God will provide for himself the lamb of the burnt offering, or for the burnt offering. And I almost read into this as if, uh, as if Abraham is like, there is no way God is going to make this happen. Like almost that disbelief moment of like, there is no way God is asking me to do this right now. This is, this is insane. This is absurd. This is ridiculous that I'm on this mountain with my son and there's no lamb, right? Think of it. Or he's just straight up lying to his son. Right? Those are the two options. Straight up either lying to his son or really banking on God's lost his mind. Are you hearing me? Okay. And I want you to remember that Abraham gave the wood to Isaac to carry up, okay? If I forget to bring that up again, somebody needs to remind me, okay? Cool. Um, let's keep on going. We'll go verses 9 and 10. When they came to the place which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. And you guys are way too Christian to even kind of get this picture. Imagine. Lord makes you hike 50 miles with the sacrifice who you love deeply. Yes? And now time has come. You've got the knife raised over him. <laughs> Whoa, what is going on? Yes? Let's keep on going. 11 and 12. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. 
He said, don't lay, your, don't lay a hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now, I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. So what's being unlocked here? Not only does the angel save the day, <laughs> right? But he makes sure that Abraham hears him because he says his name twice. Yes? Okay. But what's being unlocked here? Well, wherever you lack your fear of the Lord, you're not willing to surrender to him. Did I say that right? Does that make sense? Yeah? So if I hang on to something more than my, my, my obedience to the Lord, I don't fear the Lord enough. And I'm not talking about the fear where, oh my gosh, he's going to step on me like I'm a little ant. It's like, I know he can. <laughs> I know that he could. <laughs> Again, not in like, oh my gosh, my dad's going to hit me in the sense of, not in the sense of that or a punishment, but in the sense of, I know who he is. And he very, he very well could. Because I am a deserving sinful person. Yes? Are you hearing me? So the, the angel appears on the scene, and good thing, no human sacrifices. But the cool thing is, is what we get to see is whatever it takes, Lord. Whatever it takes, Lord. Yes? And that needs to be our response when we read a story like this, is, Lord, whatever it takes, I will be obedient in, even if it means laying down that dream of having a son, or that dream of whatever it might be for you. Yes? Right? Let me just finish reading the story. 13 through 19. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thorn bush by his horns. And Abraham went, took the ram, and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, or, or as it's named to this day, on the mountain of the Lord, it shall be provided. Verse 15, and the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, by myself, I have sworn, declares the Lord, because of you, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven as, and as the sand on the seashore. Tongue twister. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Because you have obeyed my voice. And verse 19 finally says, So Abraham returned to his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham lived at Beersheba. Okay, crazy story, yes? Yeah, that's insane, dude. And you guys are like, of course an angel appeared. Of course this happened. Oh, duh. Yeah, you're way too Christian. Settle down. Okay, read it fresh. Got to start reading the scripture fresh again. Yeah, because some of it is insane. Literally insane. Okay. So whatever it takes, Lord. Again, this is kind of like, man, this kind of sucks, kind of cool, kind of like, do I want that? Do I, ah, there's this tension, this tug of war, right? 
that I feel like every single person in the room is feeling. Yes? Am I okay with losing my dream in order to gain the Lord? At the end of the day, the Lord is the creator. You can't create anything without him. Do you know that? So if you have a dream, it might be from the Lord, but you need to be willing to lay it down at his feet before you'll ever see it in fruition. Let me explain. What was Abraham's blessing? Hello? We just read it. A lot of, a lot of, lot of kids, a lot of descendants, a big, big family. Yeah? Okay, so they waited a long time for Isaac. Yes? Abraham took the stance of whatever it takes, Lord. Yes? Therefore, tied his son up on an altar and was ready. Yes? Therefore, laid that aside for the Lord, said, Lord, I fear you. Yes? And then in return, blessed him abundantly with what his heart wanted in the first place. Are you hearing me? Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it beautiful? But imagine the journey. Hey, remember the journey. Remember the 50 miles. Yes? Remember the craziness. Remember the, the, the weight that Abraham probably felt. Remember that first. Because not every time your blessing is just going to be, like, oh, wow, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> Settle down. If we weren't at church, I'd say it differently. Okay? Settle down. There's a beauty in the process. There's a beauty in the waiting. Yes? How many of you know? There's such a beauty in the waiting. But if you rush it, sometimes the Lord says it's, you're going you're gonna to be more efficient if you walk instead of run. Right? Because you can walk a long, long time. You can't run a very long time. Especially me. Because <laughs> I don't run. Even if it's from a bear. I just don't run. Whatever. Do you get it? <laughs> Do you get it, though? Isn't that beautiful? Now, let, let's just have some fun with the prophetic, okay? Let's have some fun with just like the prophetic imagery of this story, yes? This is the, like the coolest part of this. Because this is not only just a, a prophetic or a cool story, rather, right? It's not just a cool story. It's actually unlocking what Jesus it's unlocking who Jesus is through this entire story, and it's unlocking your destiny and how you are to journey with the Lord. Yes? Are you hearing me? Okay. So Abraham, only son, Isaac, yes? Went to go sacrifice him, yes? How many of you know that he carried the wood up himself, nodding to the cross? Right? Whoa. Isn't that cool? He thinks of it all, dude, right? Nods to the cross. So, hey, carry your own cross, right? Isaac's carrying that wood. He's got it, right? And then what? Lays him down, willing to lay down his own son. Yes? In, in the father's case, he did. Yes? But in this case, he provided a ram whose head was caught in thorns. Are you hearing me? Like, come on, dude. Did you really think of it all, Lord, right? With his head in a crown of thorns. Spotless. Perfect. Didn't have to look anywhere else. 
come on. Do you see the beauty? Am I missing something? Okay. <laughs> yeah, how much what are you how much time are you gonna say? Uh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Good. So what was Isaac to Abraham when he was there? Abraham thought that God was going to make Isaac into a God of promise. That's even more speaking. And then, one more thing. Uh, and I see, I'm going to I see how all the nations of the earth are blessed in the Lord. Definitely. And blessing all blessings. Yeah, that's beautiful. Isn't that cool, though? Right? He doesn't do anything by accident, okay? But I want you guys to understand this whole thing is called but first, right? What if Abraham said, but first, I want to go, go to Disneyland with Isaac. I want to give me two more years with Isaac. But first, Lord, I need to enjoy my son that you gave me, right? Sometimes it doesn't work that way. We have to lay everything down at the Lord's feet. Yes? Does that mean, oh, I have to quit my job tomorrow because I just I don't know how to honor the Lord in it? Well, that's a you problem, not a Lord problem. Okay? Learn how to honor the Lord in your work. Okay? Just do it with excellence. It's pretty simple. Okay? Don't be lazy. Don't be a freaking millennial. Okay? Or Gen Z or whatever the hell you guys are. Okay? It's hard to give away what you love. Yes? It's really, really hard to give away what you love. But when we, got, when we give to God what he asks, he returns it to us far more than we could ever dream. Yes? Spiritual benefits of blessings outweigh our sacrifices. Did you hear me? The benefits of blessings outweigh the weight of sacrifice. Remember, we're just on earth for a little bit. Yeah? Just a little bit. Might feel like a long time because some of you guys might do 100. I hope I don't, bro. I want to play golf until the day I die. Okay, but that's a different message. <laughs> Have you withheld your love, your possessions, or your time from him? That means you've got a trust and surrender issue. Have you withheld your love, your possessions, your dreams? That means you have a trust and surrender issue. 
Abraham knew it was from God and he acted immediately, right? That's convicting to me. Sometimes I drag my feet, right? Most of me and Madison's arguments is because I drag my feet on things. I just struggle with it. How many times have I heard myself say, but first, let me pray about it? (laughs) Or, but first, let me talk to my parents about that. Or, but first, let me look at my bank account. Or, but first, what if my future husband or wife is there? You know, but first... But first, and I drag my feet, and I act like I've got a limp leg so I can go slower in my obedience. Instead of, here I am. Here I am. Right? Here I am. Abraham said, here I am. Abraham said, whatever it takes. You get it? So, what do you do? Well, you know what I'm about to say. Ask the Lord. He talks, yeah? Ask him. I'm not going to give you anything else other than that. Ask the Lord. Again, not that application points are bad. I just don't do them. You're an adult. Grow up. Said, Lord, what, what do I need to lay down at your feet? What do I need to give to you so that I can grow in deeper character? So that you can deepen me. So that you can enhance my capacity, Lord. How do I lay more down for you? Right? The Lord called me and Madison to pl- essentially plant a church when... Uh, in 2017. It's a really cool time. House church, it was insane. But the Lord's, Lord gave me plans and dream for it in 2016. Said, you need to start it in 2017. Well, meanwhile, I was worship pastoring at a church that I was miserable at. <laughs> it was awful. It was truly awful. They hated me. I loved them, but they hated me. I don't know why. Weird. But he said, wait, you need to wait. You need to wait. I was like, no, I don't want to wait. You, I have the plans. I have the vision. I want to go, right? Let's do this. I, I like, This is an awful circumstance that I'm in. Let's go, right? But I had to sacrifice some things, right? And I, at that time, when I was planting this church, and I was making like 20 grand a year to plant a church, insane, yeah? Usually you need some breadwinners on the team, right? <laughs> I had 20, 20 grand a year. I was living in a fixed income housing, and the Lord was like, you're going to plant a church. And there was a lot of things that I had to give up, right? A lot of things that I had to give up. I won't get into it, but there was. My finances literally all went to this church. All of my time, my friends didn't understand. Like, why are you doing this? A lot of my friends aren't saved. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you planting a church? We should be going out, you know? We should be doing this. We should be traveling. We should be doing that, this, and the other. And I was like, no, the Lord's calling me to plant this church. And it 
it was great. It was fine. But then there was other moments where, you know, we had, we had people in hardship and we were paying their rent, paying their tuition. And, you know, that was just the stance me and Madison took. Yeah. Sometimes it takes sacrifice and that's okay. Right? Because it's deepened our character, deepened my character. It has. The blessing on the other side is beautiful. It really is. Are you hearing me? And I want you, I, th I think oftentimes we think of, think of the blessing way too much. Right? Well, if I give that up, oh man, what's coming? It's going to be sick. Gucci's on the other side, right? Well, hold on, right? I can't think of the Gucci. I can think of my love, affection, and my love affair with the Lord. And that should be motivation enough of itself of saying, I want to give it all to you, Lord. Are you hearing me? I want to give it all to you, Lord. I don't care. I have zero dollars in my bank account. There was some months where the Lord was saying, hey, you, I need you to pay, pay so-and-so 2,500 bucks so that they can continue to go to school. And we were looking at the Lord. Lord, I've got to pay my wife's student loans and tuition. And I've got a grand in my bank account. How do you expect me to do this? And we would just write the check. We would. And obedience. And guess what? Surprise money would always hit us. Every single time. But our love affair with the Lord was stronger than anything else. I mean, we nobody knew of us. We were little people in a little basement of a little church, a little house. Nobody knew of us. Right? Some of you guys didn't even know of me until I was like all of a sudden here. Right? It wasn't like I was famous or anything. My family is barely saved. You know, I didn't come from any of that. But I knew I love the Lord more than anything else. I have to be obedient with him. I have to lay down this. Yes? Are you hearing me? Please hear me. Because if you understand this posture, I guarantee when you're 30, you're going to be like, ah. Literally. You're like, wow. He's so faithful. You'll be like, whoa, I can't believe who he is. Yes? Again, if you grasp this today, it'll mark you for the rest of your life, and you'll get addicted to it. You'll literally get addicted to surrendering to him more because you want to, because you're so in love with the man of Jesus, not the religion of Christianity, not, oh, well, Okay, so easy math. The equation is, is if I give Wyatt $1,000, the Lord will bless me with 3000 No, stop. That's prostitution. Stop prostituting my God. That's enough, right? What the currency is, is I love the Lord. I will do whatever it takes, right? Whether it's writing a $5,000 check or whether it is saying, hey, I've got to go to the ends of the earth. And me and my family pick up and move. Right? Whatever it might be. That's all it takes. Are you hearing me? I don't care who you know. I don't care what you want. The thing you should want more than anything else is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to look at you and say, wow, well done. That was amazing what you did back there. That's what you should want. Right? We're watching Miller kind of like... As we watch Miller grow up, he's like, he understands that if he says sorry to mom, he's going to get something on the other side. 
It's like, oh, frick, how do I break that now, right? <laughs> Wish I could have talked to your guys' parents, but, you know, we won't talk about that. Oh, I'm just joking. All right, oh, I'm, I'm offended. Shut up. <laughs> but do you get it? Like, we need to break that mentality over us. You aren't entitled to anything in this life. Do you understand? You weren't the one who died for all of man's sins. But you're like, well, he's going to bless me, right? Like, come on, daddy God. Let's get it, you know? Sugar daddy God. Stop. That's creepy. You're literally calling him sugar daddy. Stop. What you need to do is say, I love you, Lord. And here's my posture. I love you, Lord. And what what I have is yours. Because it is. Do you understand that everything that you have is his? He gave it to you. You're like, well, I don't have much. Shut up. You have a lot. You're in Centennial, Colorado right now. (laughs) Like, come on. You live in Parker. You know, like, I'm so (laughs) depressed. Stop. Shut up. You have it made. Come on, right? You're not God. And we have to remove this, but first, Lord. Right? Because the Lord said, leave, let the dead bury their own dead. Remember when he said this? Let them take care of their own business. For now, we've got to go. We've got business to take care of. At the end of the day, your surrender needs to outweigh everything else. And yeah, am I still learning this? Of course, because I keep on adding more things to my plate. The whole game changes when you got a kid and when you have a wife who is essentially stay at home and you have all the finances that are, that there's a lot of pressure on you, right? You get it? It's hard. I'm still learning too. I don't have it all figured out. I haven't figured out maybe this much. (laughs) And like the moon is the furthest place. You get it? Are you with me? Do you guys want this? Because it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Like, how cool is that to get, a, to get to be a part of somebody's life? Yes? And bless them, not expecting any blessing back. Come on. Oh, all right, that's all I've got. I want you to take the posture every single morning when you wake up, whatever it takes, Lord. Please? Whatever it takes. Cool. If you want this, and no condemnation if you don't, Put your hands out like this as if you're receiving something from the Lord. And I'm going to pray for you. As I catch my breath. Lord, I pray an impartation of surrender tonight to hunger and thirst for just you and to love you rightly. Not that I gain anything, but that you gain everything, Lord. So Holy Spirit, right now, as these hands are open in front of you, in a posture of receiving, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would download a deeper layer of surrender to each, every person in the room right now. So that we could be a postured community that hungers and thirsts for the things of you and you alone. Lord, we love you. We are absolutely infatuated with you. Show us more. Show us more, Lord. Show us more, Lord. Deepen 
our capacity for you, deepen our character. And may we not ever rush anything that you're leading us into. May we be comfortable in the process that you have put us in. Yes? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen.